This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. And today we have the privilege of hearing from Rabbi Yudin from the Holy City of Jerusalem. Uh, I should say the Holy State of Israel. Not sure if he's in Jerusalem. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And here it is afternoon, and I have the privilege of being in Yerushalayim, Yerak Kodesh. Now, I don't know where to start. I usually always start by telling you the privilege of seeing Erev Shabbos. And that's no different today that's Erev Shabbos than any other Erev Shabbos, except that not only are people running around and busy preparing for Shabbos, which you can feel in the air, but you see sukkahs all over. You see people putting on the schach. You hear the banging. You hear the excitement in the air. And wherever you go, you can see that Zaman Simchoseinu is coming. We said it on Yom Kippur at the end of the Avodah. Ashrei Ayin. Fortunate is the eye that saw the Kohen Gado. Fortunate is the eye that saw the Avodah in the base of Migdash. I'm saying that we are living in very special times. And fortunate is the eye that sees the achana, the preparation, which is going on for this coming Yom Tov of Sukkot and Amir Tashem, Bikarov, all of the listeners and all of Klai Yisrael will be coming home for the Chagim and will be coming home to Eretz Yisrael. And don't worry where we're going to live. I promise you there's going to be enough room for everybody. This is a land of miracles. The rabbis tell us one of the reasons why it's called Eretz Hatzvi, because the very land of Eretz Yisrael, just as it and the Navi Yecheskel promised, it will produce enough for who's ever coming. And thank God, King Yerbu, there are six million Jews living in Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael is producing for them, so too will the land actually spread out for them. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parashat Zinu. According to the Chinuch, we're finished. We've already had the 613th mitzvah in Parshas Bayerach last week with the writing of a Sefer Torah. According to the Ramban Nachmanides, the 613th mitzvah is found at the beginning of the song of Azinu, Kishem Hashem Akrod, the key is understood to mean before, and the Shem Hashem, wow, is the Torah. How does the Jew get close to God? By studying his Torah, because every word of Torah is another Shem Hashem, says the Rabban, another name of God, in the Rabban in his introduction to the Torah. So the mitzvah of Birkas HaTorah, Birkas HaTorah, those special blessings that every Jew, man and woman, should say every morning. It's, according to the Rabban, biblical, the idea of Hashem, a gave the Jewish people the Torah, and that is that bond, that special bond between he and the Jewish people, was, is, and always will be. And the blessing of Asher Bochar Banu Mikolo Amin, he chose us, the Nasan Lano Es Torah So. That is the culmination of the blessings that we say every single morning. The Song of Hazinu, says the Ramban, is something which covers past, 
present, and future. And I want you just to hear the following. This is coming from the Ramban at the very end of Hazinu. Ilu had this song been mirtav, had it been written by Echod Menachosim, had it come from a soothsayer, a non-Jewish one, who would tell us this, we'd have to believe it because it's all happened. Alachas kama v'kama. Oh my goodness, the fact that it's coming from Moshe Rabbeinu, Adonai Nevi'im, past, present, and future. Understand that you have in this week's parsha the concept of the chosenness of Israel, past, present, and future. And this has sustained us and will sustain the Jewish people. I just want to call your attention to a challenging Rashi at the very end of the parsha. It's the first Pesach in the Maktir, chapter 32, Pesach 48, where the Torah tells us Hashem speaks to Moshe, the Etzem Hayom Hazer, on this very day, telling Moshe to go up to the top of the mountain. There he's going to see the land, i.e. he's going to bless the land, and he's going to die there, not going to Eretz Yisrael. Rashi tells you that this is the third place in the Torah that the Etzem Hayom Hazer is used by Noah. Hashem says to Moach, the Etzimah come into the ark on this very day, meaning high noon. And what does Rashi say? All the people at the time of Moach were saying, Noach, you're not going in. If it starts to rain and you go in, we will break down your ark. And Hashem says, let them try. And he enters the ark, not at night, but in the middle of the day, and nobody can stop him. So too, the Etzimah when the Jewish people leave Egypt. So the Egyptians say, yeah, let's see. We'll stop them. And sure enough, whose word wins out? The word of God. Over here the third time. Now, how could the Jewish people stop Moshe? The only way they could, in theory, stop Moshe, they thought, was with their prayer. They couldn't hold Moshe back. Hashem says, come up. Moshe's going up. But to take his soul, they would have prayed. And it shows the efficacy of prayer. And it's only because Hashem said, no, Moshe has to go. This is the time of transition from Moshe to Yeshua. It shows how important prayer is. I'd like to spend a few moments just talking about the forthcoming Yom Tov of Shavuos. Excuse me, Sukkos. I'm excited being right where I am. The holiday of Sukkos is coming up, and that's called the Man Simchasinu. Literally, of all the holidays, this is the one that gives us the greatest joy. It's the greatest joy, according to our rabbis, because it's following the Yom Tov of Yom Kippur. And indeed, the rabbis tell us that Yom Kippur has that quality of Shuva Meira. On Yom Kippur, that's the day of awe. And on Sukkot, that's the day of love. And Shuva coming and emanating from love has a greater uh, effect, the Talmud tells us, even of wiping away our sins, which is so significant. One reason for uh, Zaman Simchaseinu. The second reason for Zaman Simchaseinu, a time of joy, this is Chag Osif. And as we'll speak about the taking of the four species, the Arbaminim, 
Again, symbolizing the time of ingathering of the produce of the Jew. Hence, another reason for the time of Simcha Seinu. Rabbi Salvadechik, Zechazadik Levracha, pointed out that it's not Simcha Seinu because so much of the Torah Sheba Alter is found within the oral law, is found within the holiday of Sukkoth. The Torah stands in Parshas Emor. Literally, the Jewish people are to reside in the sukkah for seven days. And, listen carefully, the Torah gives a reason. In order that future generations should know that in Israel, God caused the Jewish people to reside when he took them out of Egypt. Now watch. Tell me about a sukkah. So a sukkah should have minimally three walls. Ideally, it has four because it's going to provide more comfort. It's going to provide more privacy. And our rabbis understand the term. A sukkah's teshu, you are to reside. Teshu ke'en taduru. You are to live in your sukkah as you live in your home. And just as living in the home, you have four walls for privacy and comfort, so too, that's the ideal. If it had to have three, it could be, and there's your opening and there's your door, like the opening of Ramavino opened, you know, to everybody. Now, the sukkah itself, there are no laws that govern the walls of the sukkah other than they should not have a, a pungent odor which would cause a person to leave the sukkah, but they must be able to withstand a usual wind, not a hurricane, but a usual wind. And so, if a person has a um, sukkah, which is made out of material, like canvas, one has to make sure that the walls are especially taut. The more that the walls flap in the wind, if they should flap even more than approximately nine inches, nine inches to a foot, that could disqualify the kashras of the sukkah. So do what you need to do. Tie it down. This coming, if you can still do it today, wonderful, or this coming Sunday, when you're putting the finishing touches on your sukkah, make sure that the walls are taut if you're using material walls. The schach. Now, the sukkah itself is identified by the frach. By definition, the frach has to be A, that which had grown from the ground. B, the sukkah has to have frach, which is severed. So let's say I have a tree on top of my sukkah, and I bend over the leaves, and the leaves are still attached to the tree. That sukkah is puzzle. It is disqualified because the frach is still attached to the ground. Now, the sukkah has, and the third thing is that the frach cannot be makabil tumor, which means that it cannot be a, a vessel of any sort, nor f- fruit or vegetables. Uh, a person, let's say, uh, you know, owns a farm, and they want to have a different kind of frach, because you need something which grows from the ground. So you're going to take apples, pears, peaches, plums, or those fruits that can last for eight days 
in the Chut for Aretz, seven days in Eretz Yisrael, and you can use that as Chach. That would make the sukkah completely puzzle because the fruit itself, the food is something which is makado tuma. It can uh, accept upon it the impurity, which is a, a law I can't go into now. But therefore, we use either leaves, we use bamboo. If you're using bamboo mats, please acquire, purchase a bamboo mat with a hashgaha on it. Now, the Sukkah itself becomes your home for the eight days of Sukkot in the Chutzah Aretz. It is your home. So what does that mean? I eat and drink in the Sukkah. I study. I entertain in the Sukkah. Unmarried men should try their best to sleep in the Sukkah. And the reason why married men are exempt is because just as during the year a married man would sleep with his wife, so too, in sukkah, he is obligated slash permitted to sleep in the house with his wife. Unless there's a sukkah built for two, and there's that privacy in the sukkah, kolaka vote. Now, let me explain something. While the Torah puts seven days to the sukkah, the rabbis tell us that the first night, this coming Sunday night, is especially important. Everybody must eat in the sukkah this coming Sunday night. Why? This Sunday night is the 15th of Tishrei, the seventh month. And the rabbis have a Zereshava, a commonality of language between the 15th of the seventh month, Sukkot, and the 15th of the first month, which is Pesach. And just as on the first night of Pesach, one must eat a kezayis of matzah, similarly this coming Sunday night. So, think for a moment. Who are you inviting Sunday night to your home for the meal? Think. Not your friends that thank God have a sukkah, but think who around you, next door, around the corner, who doesn't have a sukkah, invite them that they should be able to at least fulfill the biblical mitzvah this coming Sunday night. It is important so important that I pray that hopefully the weather is going to be good. But even if it is R-A-I-N this coming Sunday night, you have to wait 45 minutes to an hour. Then you go inside and you make kiddush in the rain. Then you go inside and you wash and you um, uh, make kiddush in the sukkah without the leshen sukkah with the shachiyana because it goes on the sukkahs, the yomtov, and you eat a kezayis without Kalisha Basuka, Kazayas bread, then you go into the house and finish your meal. When it stops, you go back into the sukkah and make Kalisha Basuka. That's how important it is this coming um, Sunday night. The Torah tells us earlier in Pasha's Amor, in speaking about sukkah, the Torah says that Hagat Sukkos Shivas Yobin Rashem. That's in Vayikra 23. 34. And the rabbis tell us, what's this Hashem for God? It means just as Shem Shemayim, literally, the, the name of God, or the sanctity, is on a korban, on an offering, so too regarding the sukkah, which means that for the seven days in Israel, it is in the Chutzot, the sukkah has sanctity. It's hooked on the vessel. Assuming you have panels 
on your sukkah, which easily come on and off the walls, and now you want to play ping pong during Cholamoli, and you need a paddle, so you're going to take it? No, you're not, because the entire week you cannot use it. If you had actual fruit on top of your sukkah's decorations, most people use plastic today, but if you had an actual apple and it fell down, and you were lucky enough to catch it, and it's clean, you'll wash it off, and you'll make no, you're not. No bowling prayer eats. It's mukta until after Simchas Torah. Very, very interesting. So the sukkah has this very kind of special sanctity and interesting. The first night especially, when we eat in the sukkah, it's important to share with whoever's in the sukkah. Tell yourself, why am I doing this? Now, why do you have to tell yourself this? Because once the Torah gives the reason, the sukkah is tasteful, and the manidu, you shall know, so the Bach, and this is brought down in Shulchanara, says that you are to be cognizant and aware and discuss it, how God was good to the Jewish people. Rumor has it, it's hot by day in the desert. The sukkah gave us air conditioning by day. Rumor has it that it's cold in the desert at night, and the sukkah gave us heating. So this was an incredible divine wink that God provided for the Jewish people during the 40-year trek in the desert. And when we sit in the sukkah, and you look up, and the sukkah obviously well, can't be more than 20 amos, more than uh, um, 35 high. No one's going to sit in sukkah that high, but the idea is that you should be able to see the schach to remind us, wow, that just as he protected us then, he protects us now. He protects us wherever we are. He protects us in our homes. He protects us in Eretz Yisrael. That is the message of the sukkah. Very, very important. You can expand upon it that this world, as we know it, is temporary, which is what your sukkah is, and we know what's coming. That's right. We work hard in this world because there is a world to come. We invite each night of the sukkah to the sukkah, the first night of Ram, the second night, again, a way of connecting with our pasts. Let's talk for a moment about the Arba Minim, the four species that we take on um, Sukkos, your esrog, which the Torah doesn't say that it is an esrog. The Torah just says, creates adar, the fruit of a good tree. Our rabbis tell us, interestingly, that this is, according to many, a reminder to us of the fruit that Adam and Chava ate thereof. And interestingly, nowhere does it say in the Talmud that when we take the S-rope, if you're writing in your right hand, and, excuse me, in your left hand, the lulav in your right hand, because the lulav has three out of the four. The lulav has your date palm. The lulav has your three adasim, your three myrtle, and your, to the right of the lulav, to the right of the shedra, the spine, and it has the two levels to the left. So the lulav in your right hand and the S-rope in your left hand doesn't save the Talmud to put them both together. My subject, Vichek, suggested in his brilliance that among the symbolism is we are putting back the fruit on the tree that Adam took off. An incredible kind of a, not just reliving history, which is what the Jew 
like this of the four different kind of Jews. The Esrog Jew, the Jew with both taste and scent, both with Torah and with good deeds. The Lulav Jew, with taste but no scent. The Hadassah Jew, with scent and no taste. The Avravos Jew, the not yet one, with neither nor Torah or Mithros. Guess what? We bind them all together. And that's where there's simcha the Jewish people. That's where there's happiness, where there's unity amongst our people. It's a very special Yom Tov that's coming. The sukkah is called by the Zohar, Zilsa Dim Hemnusa, Shade of Emuna, of faith. We build it because we have faith in our Torah. And the sukkah provides us with that injection of vitamin E of Emuna. So, so powerful. I want to take this opportunity of wishing everybody a good Shabbos and a good Yom Tov for this very special forthcoming Leman Simchaseno on a personal note. A good Shabbos and good Yom Tov to Nachum and his family and all I can say to everybody that's listening is wish you were here. A good Shabbos and a good Yom Tov J.M. in the A.M., my thanks to Rabbi Yudin, wishing him and his family, of course, a Chag Sameach, a wonderful upcoming Yom Tov.